Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, what's your man? Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R, Christopher, Kilted Sir, Sam. Firegood and his good boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, Blown Deuce, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten 17, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, and Pumpkin Pie. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Dara. Yes, Rara. You're always telling me I'm old. Well, yeah, because you're like 20 years older than me. Okay, not that many. 18? Yeah. 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 Close. 17, 18, you know. We don't talk about 20 years older than me. Anyway. (laughs) Well, it got me thinking. That's that's always kind of a dangerous thing with you. So I, <laughs> what? Thinking. Well, I, I taught a class yesterday about consent. Yes. And I used the example in the class of that incident with the one guy who brought the Hitachi out. Yes. And I talk about how you and I had very different reactions and thoughts about it, probably based upon the different generations. Correct. Yes. That's been one of our biggest right? arguments. So I thought it'd be kind of cool if we did an episode on kink across the generations and bring in, you represent millennials, I represent Gen X. So I found us a boomer and a Gen Z. Which is great, but here's my question. Yeah. Do we really count as those generations? Because you're one year away from being a boomer I and am. I am, what, two years away from being a Gen X? You're an older millennial. I'm an elder millennial, apparently. Well, actually, you're called Zennials. Yeah, I'm in that weird right? four-year gap between the two. But my my attitude and mindset is very much... And my attitude gen- is generous. very millennial, so. so I guess that works. Yeah. So I, I just thought that that would be really fun if we could get a representative from each of the generations. We couldn't do alpha because they're not 18, and therefore they should be kinking. Hell no. Besides, I don't like them. They're you can't an- just write off an entire generation mm, like that. I, they're annoying. They're under 18, therefore they Could equal you sound annoying. any more millennial than you do? No, not actually. But they're under 18. I don't trust anybody younger than 25. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. 
but I so I brought us got us some special guests mm-hmm. and figure we can have ourselves a battle, a kink battle of the generations instead of battle of the sexes. Yes, there's only one dude, so but we would what? win. True, which is good for me because I I like to win. Yeah, but, but this is yeah no this is gonna be dare I say it interesting. So are you ready for this battle? I am. Let's do it. In this corner, representing Gen Z, is our friend Lulu. Gen Z knows a very different world than the rest of us. They only know a world with internet, yet they have never known a world that felt safe. They value social responsibility and diversity. Gen Z doesn't seem to struggle with accepting their kink side because of their easy acceptance of everyone's uniqueness. And the Gen Z kinksters that I have met are passionate about kink education and taking care of each other. In this corner, representing the millennial generation, is Dara the Electro Khaleesi. Millennials are known as the me, me, me generation. Hey. They want a seat at the table, but their loyalty is fickle. Hey. Supposedly, they are heavy social media users, but Dara seems to be the exception. Millennials are at an interesting crossroads in their kink journey because many discovered kink before having children and are now learning how to kink when you have young children. In this corner, representing Gen X, is Rara. Gen X is known for being fiercely independent. Hence, Rara's insistence on not letting people help her. True. Valid. Brought up in an era of technological and social change, they're tech-savvy and open to change. This generation is reaching the midlife point and has done well finding balance in their lives. There is a reason they're known as the work hard, play hard generation. And our final contender today, representing the boomers, is JB from Loving BDSM. Seems like boomers have become the punchline these days, but they are actually self-assured and goal-oriented and can be thanked for their many contributions to where the kink community is today. But they are now at a point where they need to mesh their knowledge and experience with physical limitations. I noticed mine was the only one that was a little bit rude. Mine got rude too. <laughs> Look, if you let me do the notes, she takes chances. <laughs> let the battle begin. Rawr. I know. It's not really a battle. But <laughs> you know me. I like competition. Let me pull up my so. sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought we could get it started with how everybody found kink because it's all different. You want to say hi to anybody first? (laughs) Well, we did the whole in this corner and that corner thing. Maybe they want to say hi. All right. You want you guys want to say hi? Sorry. I'm just so excited to start this. Bonjour. (laughs) I am Lulu. Um, I don't speak French. And I am known as TBH. I'm a baby sub on TikTok, if that gives any idea for which generation I'm standing for. 
Hello, I'm JB, and I have been in the lifestyle more years than I can remember, so that probably tells you where I'm at. So you've been in the lifestyle more years than Lulu is old? Probably. Probably. Probably, yeah. (laughs) I will say, on the record, I am an adult. I'm 23 years old. My brain's not finished frying, but I am above the age of consent. Did you see his face when she said she was 23? Look, Dara loves to point out I was a senior in high school when she was born. So I I, I understand completely. It's my favorite game. <laughs> well, I you know, I think the funniest thing that happened to me, I was at, at, at our local munch one time and the um what I call the PR director of the munch, she came up to me and she said, There's someone you really need to talk to. They're new new to the lifestyles, it's their first time here at the munch. So I was like, okay, and went over. She was she was twenty one. Ouch. And you know, she started talking to me, and I, I was asking her questions, and then she asked me how long I'd been in in the lifestyle, and I told told her at that point, twenty um, some years. And she was like, "Oh, you're a veteran." Oh, <laughs> I, that's better than being told you're old, right? True. True. I mean, if it's Rara, I'll just straight up say, well, yeah. you're old. Listen, I still haven't forgiven her for not knowing who Rock Hudson is. You bring that up three times a day. <laughs> because I haven't forgiven you. Oh, neither has my mother. Every episode. <laughs> neither has my mother. So, thank you. Yeah, so my way of calling things old is I'll call them vintage or classic. I like that much better. <laughs> yes. It's nicer. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Because I like vintage stuff. Okay, well, you okay. know what? I like that because vintage stuff is is very beautiful and finely made. So that's what and I It's am. all about a matter of perception. To her, yeah. you are old. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I never said that I on said the record. That. It's okay. I said that. <laughs> Listen, we have this running joke. We She's going to be 40. We don't talk about 40. We don't talk about 40. <laughs> John? <laughs> Do you remember turning 40? <laughs> um... 20 years ago. <laughs> hey, Lulu. And I'm turning 40 in 20 years. So it's like the Almost same thing. Hey, Lulu, just wait until your back gives out, your knees give out. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that because that's part of the whole kinking through yes. the, the limitations that as much as your mind says, do it, do it. Your body's going, yeah, go for it. Ha, that's going to be fun. And that's where I start to drift <laughs> into the older side of this debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so now can I ask my question? Sure. Dara? Yeah, go ahead, sure. Rara. Thank you. <laughs> I'm podcast dom today. If you apparently noticed. we take turns today, it's her day. I'm so happy we got consent to ask a question on a podcast. Hey, look, it's consent really is good. important here, even between Dara and I, who Very. normally pay little to no attention to consent with each other. No, none, because we <laughs> gave each other blanket consent like the day we met. Yeah. I figured it'd be fun to find out how everybody discovered kink because it was uh, all very different. Do, are we going to go top mm-hmm. down, down up? Um, just let's mix go, it up? Yeah, top down. All right. Okay. Um, I actually was um, kinky in my very first relationship in my early 20s. Um, found I like to tie my partner up, spank her. Did not know there was a name for it. This was all pre-internet, no cell phones weren't even thought of (laughs) no laughing Um, lulu (laughs) i covered my mouth 
because <laughs> we don't know what that is. And yeah, I, I had no idea there was a name for it. I had no idea other people liked it. Um, it wasn't until probably in the 90s that I was doing a search on the internet. And I was like, oh, there's other people out here that like doing this stuff. And there's this whole communities and they hold things called munches. Wow. In the 90s. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to be calling them old and they're going to be calling us babies. We got this. <laughs> it's in my name for a reason. Like, I'm not lying. Okay. Well, similar to JB, you know, in the olden days before cell phones and internet, <laughs> we could probably play the AOL sound and Lula won't even know what that is. Oh, you know what? Right. What? That's brilliant. Because I'm a genius. No, but can we have like a sound that represents each one of us? I, we probably could. I think I would actually be the AOL dial-up sound. I was already a parent by then. So right. probably. I was a teenager, but what? What the heck would you be? I don't know. I got to We got to well, we'll we do some research. We got to think of it. Similar to JB, I actually was kinky long before I knew that there was a name for it or anything. I mean, looking back now, I kind of go, oh, right. I mean, I, w I was very submissive in the bedroom. I liked being told what to do. I was trying to do bondage and um, different fun stuff like that long before. But of course, for anybody who follows us, we know it was Fifty Shades of Grey that like the light bulb moment went off and I went, oh, yeah, I like that stuff. And I just never looked back after that. Head first dive into the Head deep end. Head first dive in the deep end and there shall be no regrets. No. Nope. <laughs> I was a toe dipper. As Still am. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have my stuff that I stick to, and that's pretty much it. I, I don't experiment as much as Ra Ra does. Um, but I was, I, hey, the internet happened when I was like 15. And Ooh, yeah. You're getting into old territory. I know. I might actually be an elder. <laughs> you're a zennial, technically. Elder, millennial, zennial, same thing. So we, um, I've been, I was always kind of like, yeah, I kind of like this. I kind of like doing that. But then I was in the internet when it first started. I did start seeing all of this stuff when I was like 15, 16, 17 years old. And at 17, me and my boyfriend were experimenting with tying each other up to the bed with his ties or silk scarves or something like that. And I was just experimenting from there. And then I started watching porn and I was like, oh. Oh, and believe it or not, um, Lulu, I'm pretty sure you can agree with me on this. You discovered the audio kink pretty early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I discovered by watching porn that I liked listening to it more than I liked watching it. And the screamier it was, the better, which got me into watching the more extreme ones, which taught me about BDSM. So I knew I had that kink before I knew what kink was. Yep. Yeah. So, um, as the baby of the group, <laughs> I am younger than Google. <laughs> so, ouch! <laughs> that was a kick to the nuts. <laughs> so, even though I've heard of these ancient things like AOL, um, I do not. <laughs> I'd never used it. So, it, hey, I'm across the country. <laughs> like, please, by all means, 
take a flight. <laughs> but for me, also similarly, like I knew of these things before I started researching them and really found them. And because of the internet, um, I found things before I should have on fan fiction sort of websites like Wattpad. I was reading stuff that, look, <laughs> is so embarrassing, but like a lot of One Direction kidnapping fan fiction was <laughs> what I was reading as a teenager. Oh my God, that you're was reading like One Direction on. fan fiction? Fuck. Oh my God, I wasn't even, look, not to be like a pick me or whatever, but I wasn't even really into One Direction, but I was just like, oh, getting kidnapped, that sounds like a fun time. That sounds so nice. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, consensually, that sounds awesome to like get. It, like someone so infatuated with you and this is to clarify this is about the fantasy not the reality but like to have someone that's so infatuated with you that like picks you out of, at a concert and then you don't have to worry about anything they'll take care of you and they're rich and hot absolutely <laughs> isn't that what like, you're going with down, 50 shades of gray that. well yeah i mean look because i was like 48 when i read it i knew damn well it was fiction i did not think that's how kink was because I I'm did still know waiting it was fiction. For, the, for the billionaire to show up at my doorstep, buy me a car because he's worried about my safety, and fly me on a helicopter to yeah. a different city for dinner. Hey, I'm still well, waiting so to be the it, billionaire. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's like this is where I started kind of getting inklings of kink, but it wasn't called kink in those fan fictions because it was also written by teenagers who did not know what they were talking about <laughs> so it's like that's where i started getting inklings of things that i was into and then but i don't necessarily consider that the start the start of my kink journey i can actually date specifically was june 15th 2020 when my for you page on tiktok started showing me some kink education, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes because this is a podcast. You can't see it. Um, <laughs> and if you're on kink but, talk, you know why she's having to use air quotes. Well, the thing is, it was educational to me because I knew nothing. So I learned what safe words were, what aftercare was in these like very broad concepts because this was before kink talk and like TikTok had these guidelines that you couldn't talk about them. So people were openly like educating on the subject. And so I learned a lot. I learned what a top was. I learned what a bottom was. I learned what a dom was. I learned what a sub was. These things that I like knew vague concepts of. Cause again, like 50 shades of gray was like a cultural moment. It's not like we didn't know what was going on. But we really didn't know what was going on as teenagers. It was mom. You know, like it was mom like, porn. No, it was another mom who told me about exactly. it. Exactly. So it was Twilight. Yeah, and yeah, so the Twilight. reason I can date when I started my TikTok journey is because I had reached out to a TikToker at the time who I will not mention, but I reached out to them at the time and I was like, "Oh, do you have any other creators that you recommended? Like, I just finished watching your videos. I've learned so much. Like, this is so great." Um, and so I have that message. <laughs> and so that's how I know when my journey started. So I really started learning so much because I was living in a pandemic at my own like apartment alone in college with access to the internet. The world was my oyster. Living alone with access to the internet where I wasn't allowed to go outside. That gave me so much time to research on my own and like take online classes 
because of the pandemic, so many dungeons started teaching online and teaching on Zoom for free. And so I got to learn so much through that. And that's that's how I started. Cool. Um, so next question, do you want to go, I guess we'll, we'll just go back keep around. going in this order. We'll oh, you just... want to keep going in that order? Okay. Yeah, we'll just go like in a circle, I guess, because that right. worked out. Unless that's there's... normal for us talking in circles. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but I think I feel like if we do like top to bottom, then bottom to top, and then this is just don't. gonna get confusing. Okay. So we don't want to do that. All right. Okay. Um, besides I like the term top down. Okay. It's funny. All right. <laughs> well yes, it actually works out really well dom. because JB's a Dom. Then we have the two switches. Yeah. And then we have the submissive. And then the, the sub, sub can go last. The sub. The sub oh, she said it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Next question. Do you find other kinksters make assumptions about you based on your age? Uh, this is going to be, this is where we get to the meat, I think. Because <laughs> I just saw those faces and it was like, the answer is absolutely 100% yes. Yes. <laughs> for everybody. Um, For me, not really. Um, I've, I've not run into that. That's not hmm. going to make for a very uh, eventful podcast there, JB. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, it's okay. There's four of us. I'm sure we can talk long. Yeah. Right. I mean, my, the, the community I'm involved in here are made up of a group of people, I would say, of all ages, but a lot of them are in my age group. So I've not really had anything that, you know, people made assumptions about me in the lifestyle uh, because of my age. Okay, well, so that's in your in-person one, right? Your in-person group? Mm -hmm. What about online? Um, <laughs> online, I think I, when, it, when, I'm, when I'm talking with people, sometimes I get more of a shot and like, oh, you're that old? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that just comes down to even with myself, I don't always feel how as old as I am. Preach. I, I, I joke that I've now reached the age where I forget how old I am. So when people ask me how old I am, I keep giving them the wrong answer. Well, I'm at the age where I still <laughs> think I'm in my 20s, but my body is like, like, hell, you're in your 20s. Stop that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always say old enough to know better, but young enough not to, you know, to not to care. <laughs> Oh, see, I kind of did the opposite. I'm like old enough not to care. I, I have uh, run out of fucks. Yeah. I've been around a long time. I've used up all my fucks. I have no more fucks to give. Typical old. Yeah. I, I've, I am reaching the get off my lawn stage of life. That is for sure. <laughs> Especially when it comes to kink. Um, That's how you know you're old. You have a lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Joking about the housing crisis. Hey, now, I, re wow. I, resemb I resemble that remark. Okay, now, hold on. <laughs> I feel like I should both defend this and be proud of it. Like, I'm not really sure where I have mixed feelings because I have a house and it's a nice house and I have a lawn and it's a nice lawn. But I don't have kids because they're expensive as fuck. So I got You dogs. have two fur babies. I have fur babies. They're not nearly as expensive as human ones. Really? Okay, How many my, times have you ever been to the vet? Yeah, no, they're they're expensive little fuckers. But no. why well, feeling all defensive about this? It I don't happens. know. It's weird. Um, so for me, <laughs> I don't look my age, and God knows no, I don't do act my age. So when people find out how old I am, they're usually 
kind of in shock. It's one of my favorite things to do is tell people how old I am and watch their faces. But I am just naturally like my dom side is naturally a caregiver and it's very maternal. And that's kind of the role that I play within our community is I'm like the mama bear and I take people under my wing and I help them and I watch out for them. So as a result, I do get sort of treated like a mom, like like a mom. Yeah. And get called mama sometimes, which is fine, but weird because like people who are a foot taller than I am to call me that. Mama Rara. <laughs> yep. Mama Rara. So um, I think the, I, I, I do find sometimes if people don't know yet what I do within the community, sometimes they think that I don't do a lot of the crazy shit that I do because why would somebody my age and seeming, seeming maturity do that shit? And then they meet me and they recognize I'm not mature. And I was so that explains say, everything. <laughs> I was going to say maturity. I, I just I have the, I definitely have this attitude that I have less time on this planet. So if I want to do all the things that I want to do, I got to get going and do them. Yeah, because I, I don't want to run out of yeah. time before I've gotten everything done. So every month she gets crazier and crazier ideas yep. and has to experiment with more let's say broadening her horizons. I like to try new shit because who knows what I'm going to like or not like. Mm -hmm. Besides that whole thing. So we did recently, if you haven't listened yet, we did recently an episode on ADBL. ABDL. ABDL. I was got this, right? And I talk about the fact that I've, I've worn diapers uh, as part of adventures and stuff. And I'm starting to think maybe I might try using them. And I realize the older I get, the more appealing that starts to sound. Well, the, the more... <laughs> It's also the ability going to, to be more um, necessary. necessary. <laughs> so I need to be okay with it because it may just be around the corner. <laughs> well, considering how often we do the podcast and like try not to pee our pants. Well, right. And, and it's getting harder and harder to run up the stairs fast enough to get to the bathroom. Hashtag so. don't pee on me. Because <laughs> she always goes first and I'm always scared she's going to pee on me. Yeah. Well, you take too long to go up the stairs. I need to get to the bathroom Because fast. my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get to the bathroom in time if you have arthritic knees. I don't have arthritic knees, so I'm still good. But yeah. <laughs> that leads us to the next question that we are not even there yet. yet. Uh, okay, are mm -hmm. you done? I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So let's see. What was the question? <laughs> I asked it. Do, do, do you find I assumptions? Also assumptions. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm in that weird, like not quite TNG, but not quite the veteran, I'm sorry, vintage level <laughs> yet. <laughs> and I remember this one distinctly. We were at a party and there was a new person there and he was looking at everybody and going, where are the young people at? I thought this was a kink party. And Ooh, I looked at ouch. him, he says, where are all the young, hot people? And this was when Simple Beauty was still here. And okay. she and I looked at this guy and were like holding each other back from slapping him. Ex fucking excuse me, where are all the young, hot people at? I was in my 30s. She was in her 20s. The fuck do you mean where are all the young, hot people at? We are hot. Just not young? Well, she was. She was in her 20s. I'm telling you. <laughs> And at the time, I was maybe 33, mm -hmm. 34. A child. I was pretty wow. damn young. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was it, it, it was offensive and like 
we were pissed. We actually got him removed from the party at one point because he was also a consent violator. So between that and like going around and trying to touch people without their consent, we were just like, get the fuck out. I think I know who you're talking about and what party. Yep. Because I remember talking to the host about him too. The guy that was near my house. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That party. Yeah. No, he was, that was a mess. But like, again, I'm in that weird in between section of I'm not young. I'm not young, but I'm not old either. And, but okay. So, but on Does that put you middle-aged? Shut the fuck (laughs) up. (laughs) 30s are the new 20s, bitch. I'm just flying way past them. (laughs) What the fuck am I? Uh, You would still be a teenager. (laughs) I'm a fetus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But okay, so like the the assumptions for me kind of go both ways. People Mm -hmm. in Lulu's generation look at me and go, oh, you should know lots of things. You're old. You've been in this lifestyle for a really long time. And I have. I've been in this lifestyle for 20 years. So like I should know shit, right? But then people like JB are looking at me like you, baby. Or me. I give you that look too. (laughs) Yeah, but I've been in the lifestyle longer than you. So like. That's true. But you also had more experiences than me. So, like, it's weird. I'm in this weird kind of pseudo what the fuck kind of section. I don't know. I don't know what's going on half the time anyway. But that's because I'm the least observant person you've ever met in your entire life. So, true. Edition pop. Lola. That's dog. That's Lola. Did you give the baby a hug? Yeah, she was having an existential crisis thinking we forgot her outside. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Been there. And... Hashtag relatable. <laughs> Wait a minute. You've been forgotten outside? <laughs> I felt like I was forgotten. Okay. I would like to just say in fairness, Lulu is one of the only people I know who's actually shorter than me. So I could potentially see that happening because I have been in a group of people and have had people go, where's Rara? Where's Rara? And I'm like, I'm here, folks. Okay, that they just couldn't happened. literally see me. But that actually happened at a munch. And this is a- yeah. because she was right next to me. And the guy who was talking to me says, so where's Rara? And, and I just I- peeked my head forward. I'm like, I'm right here. <laughs> they couldn't see me. <laughs> okay. so st- And this is exactly why I always want to either hold my dom's hand or be on a leash if I'm in tension. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're just going to lose But me. actual story time? <laughs> friend's house and I happened to be dating the friend's son so I was over there we're doing our thing we get in the car to leave and I said hey hold on I forgot my cds tells you how old I was and how long ago that was I forgot my cds went back inside got my cd case came back out they were gone I was like oh dad's just playing a trick on me I go up one side of the block they're not there okay it's the other side so I go down the block he's not going to get the better of me and they weren't there yeah they forgot me they thought I was still in the car Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ouch. And then my mom freaked out because she thought I fell out of the car on the highway when they figured out it wasn't there. How far did they drive? 20 minutes home. <laughs> and they didn't realize I wasn't in the car. Oh, my God. So then did they notice the silence. They thought I fell asleep. And then this is the I- kicker. My mom goes in the back thinking I played a trick on them and I was hiding. This woman looked underneath the floor mats. Like you could possibly be there. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. So just saying, I have been forgotten. So I understand. I'm not short, but I, I was, yeah, I was forgotten somewhere. Yeah, I'm four eight, and people don't realize how short that is, even though I explicitly say that online a lot. But like when I was meeting people at DomCon, it was. Oh, hi. Nice to meet yeah. you. Bending all the way over. I, For I had a guy listening. I, I bent over dramatically. I had a guy <laughs> once we were arguing and he tried to be physically intimidating and stand over me so I should look up at him. And I point blank said to him, if you think this is intimidating, it's not. This is how my conversations go with everybody. Yeah. No. I'm not intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, Lulu, what assumptions do people make about you based on your age? that I don't know anything. And like fair, I don't know lots of things. But I I do think that the assumption of being younger is one that we're just inherently more sexual and two that we like don't care about research and don't care about safety and are just like diving in head first and don't know anything. And has that happened to a lot of people my age? probably has that happened to a lot of people who were my age probably you know so i understand where the concern comes from however not all of us are like that you know like because of the time that i found kink and i found this quote-unquote community i started with research I had to do two years of research before I could even get physically in my community. You know, I've only been in my physical community for like five months out of my three and a half years, three years, two and a half years. I don't know. I can't math. <laughs> but, math um, is hard. Math is bad. Yeah, almost yeah. three years. Only six months have I actually been in a physical community. So that's like two and a half years of just research. And I don't know how many people dedicate that much time to strictly research and not playing. I did. You know, I did a good two years. Like I, I set my kink anniversary yeah. when I joined FetLife. And in fact, yeah. this month and is my kink anniversary month. Cool. It'll be eight years this month. Cool. But yeah. um, I was researching before. A lot of the judgment that I've gotten has been from older generations. And I have gotten told that I have quote unquote TNG beliefs. But there's a lot of people, especially on TikTok, who are older, who will be like, these these TNG folks like don't know what they're talking about. And I was like, because I believe that kink is customizable and I don't have to do it the same way. You, that's crazy. Did you guys wow. notice how her voice changed when she started imitating older people? I did get Southern no, a little no. bit. I'm you sorry. These, these young people, like she put on old people voice. Did you guys hear that? JP and I, I don't got talk like that. We'll old take it up with her. <laughs> I, I, I got a theater degree and brother knows who I'm talking yeah. about. So it's like they do sound exactly like that. That <laughs> yeah, was a do. great impression. <laughs> like if there is someone telling me that I am doing something wrong because I chose to self-caller and I chose to find something that is empowering to me, I do have a problem with that. And that to me has nothing to do with age. But the main people who have come at me with a problem with that are people who are older 
needless to say, to answer the question before I ramble on too long, just hearing my own <laughs> voice, like, yes, I do think people make assumptions about us being younger. And I think some of them are, are well-founded and I do understand where they come from. But n again, not everyone is the same in the same way. Like kink is customizable. Like, everyone lives their life their own way, finds what works yeah. for them. Like, I think that's mm. the exact so same So you thing. brought up self-collaring, which leads into a question of yes. how have you seen kink, kink changed? Because I know when I started, self-collaring was not a thing. And mm -hmm. that was eight years ago. And that was right, only eight years ago. Mm -hmm. All right, so I guess we'll start with JB. How, how have you okay. watched kink change? Oh, I've, I've seen it change in, in a lot of ways. When I actually discovered the community and came into the community, um, old guard, high protocol old guard. was, 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 was a big thing. Kind of like Lula was saying, you know, the people who practice old guard and, and high protocol, if you did anything different, they frowned upon it. <laughs> okay. They, you know, you weren't doing it right. This is the way it's supposed to be. And, and, you know, you got to do it this way or, or, or no way at all. And I remember when first started seeing um, DDLG coming into the community and, oh my gosh, so many people were, were putting it down. This is, not a, this is not a way to do kink. This is embarrassing. What do they think they're doing? And I have to admit, I, I kind of looked at it and was like, that's a bit strange. I don't understand it, but – and – you know, I think a lot of that came from the fact that in my community, I was surrounded by the old guard, by the high protocol. And <laughs> it's it's funny because when I met Kayla, then uh, suddenly I embraced the daddy Dom little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for those who don't follow Loving BDSM, it's a great story about how uh, he finally yeah. agreed that maybe he was a daddy Dom after all. <laughs> Kind of like how I was resisting being a little at first. Uh-huh. Okay. Very similar. Because, <laughs> JB, so, I don't know if you know, know but when, when I was first told I was a little, it was because I had run, uh, well, it was in World of Warcraft, but this person said that he wanted a hug, and so I obliged. I typed out something like runs up to you and jumps into your arms like an octopus and, and hugs, and he goes, oh, hello, person I don't know. <laughs> And then I started saying something, something, something. It was, oh, I think you're a little. I went, no, I'm not. The fuck is a little? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. By so. the time I got involved in, in 2015, I really wasn't running into a lot of old guard stuff. We seemed to be, to pass that. But even, as I said, within that short Eight, eight years, self-collaring wasn't a thing. And in fact, I, I now consider myself self-collared. But when I put that on, I didn't think of it as self-collaring. Like it never crossed my mind. I didn't understand the concept. I didn't know the concept. I just was like, I had taken off a collar that I had been wearing religiously and was very emotionally attached to and put on, took off what I had been wearing and put on at the time a, a different necklace with a crown on it. And I just said, I'm going to wear this to remind myself that I am a princess and I deserve to be treated with respect and dignity and, and at a certain level. 
which is basically what self-collaring is. But nobody was talking about self-collaring then, so I just did that in my own head. It wasn't even a term. No, it really wasn't. And then when it became a term, that's when you were like, oh, fuck, what? I'm like, oh, my God, I've self-collared years ago and didn't even know it. Right? Yeah, so for me, the concept, I have very, had, I should say, very old guard views on self-collaring. Collaring is for the dom to do to the sub, and that's from the dom's decision. And it's a it's the equivalent of going steady or an engagement ring or da 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 da. da. And now I'm like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, that's a battle we're constantly fighting on social media, right? Lulu and I spend a lot of time making comments on TikToks, going, "Uh, no, you're no." You know, maybe for you, a no. collar is an equivalent to a wedding ring, but that doesn't mean it's that way for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I still like the idea of it yeah. means going steady or whatever the term is. Boyfriend, girl, to dumps, me, it, I mean, whatever it's a commitment. Fuck. Yeah, but the like, commitment means whatever it wants to mean to the people I, involved. It could mean I commit to kinking with you on the weekends, mostly. Yeah. But like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And then over over the course of the last couple of years, I'm like, yeah, no, that's... um. That's a really old fashioned and not very correct way of thinking about it. <laughs> I, I'm collared. I don't wear my collar. Have you noticed? Yeah. Well, but there would be some that would say your wedding ring could be your collar. No, that's my wedding ring. That's different. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm, let's bring that up. Okay. My wedding ring does not equal anything in my dom sub relationship. It has nothing to do with it because my wedding ring and my relationship with my husband, we are equals in every, well, okay, let's. Okay, fine. I'm more dominant. Um, I'm the boss. We are mostly equal. I'm, I'm the boss. Sweetie, I'm Jewish. I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm Jewish. <laughs> but in the in the relationship, the Dom sub one, he's 85% of the time the boss. And we pretend that he is the boss all the time. <laughs> but that's what my collar represents. But I haven't worn it in months. Because it broke because the dog kind of, uh, you know, ripped it, broke it. And I was like, all right, fine. Been there, done that, put it away. But I refuse to wear it again, not because of the dog, but because he hasn't fixed it yet. And that's his responsibility because he's the dominant. Exactly. Gotcha. I won't get it fixed. That's his responsibility. And I will not wear it until that happens. Preach it, Mm -hmm. sister. But yeah. 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 Daddy J, who's not listening, but you know, he does. He just listens when I edit and I have it blasting okay. in the in the So house. you'll edit you'll put this part super loud. Volume. I'll just turn it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> put it on the yeah. speaker. I'll crank it up to eleven. All right, so Lulu, in your vast three years experience, how has things changed? Oh wow, in my expert <laughs> of three whole years almost. Wow, how the how the time has passed. Um but a lot has changed, I think, just because of even like how I was saying in the beginning, like in 2020, June of 2020, we could openly talk about kink. We could openly say dominant and submissive and BDSM and spanking and have tutorials on it and choking and like all these hardcore things that you should not be talking about on a 60 second clock app. We were allowed to talk about ah, the like, good old days. Openly, there were no repercussions. Millions of people saw it. Like if you look up the original kink talk hashtag, 
I'm sure it has millions, if not billions of views. You know, like we could just talk about it. The internet has changed. There have been a lot of laws specifically in like the US too with like SESTA-FOSTA and things that we can't talk about things as openly as we used to. Um, like I know on my page, I call dominance dominoes and I call submissives subway sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of it's fitting in the theme i don't know because it, it's like that way i'm like oh i'm talking about subs like sandwiches it's not it's not people but, this is totally fine but now you've got but, more in the way uh, of like podcasts like us and you and yes, youtube video I, I mean, you know there seems to be a lot more yeah education access whether it's good education or not remains to be seen well, some of it's good, some of it's bad. I think even if you don't know anything, the way people talk about relationships is very telling of how much, at least I personally value their opinion, because that's what it is. It's, a, it's an opinion. When we have podcasts talking about, like, this is how we do it, but, like, you can do it however you want, I really respect that. Whereas when there's podcasts and books saying this is how uh, how it's mm -hmm. done, that's different. And I've gotten in arguments with people online about this because they're like, it's just semantics. Obviously, I'm talking about myself. And it's like, no, it's not obvious. First of all, because I'm dumb as fuck. So like, <laughs> you need to explain it to me. Like, there are these incredible words. And I, I got in an argument and online with someone i'm taking off my cardigan because it's oh, she's getting serious heated now now. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm just wearing pink but i got in an argument with someone because they were talking about types of collars they spoke in a very gendered language way and they used these all-encompassing terms of like this is how it's done this is what it is and i was like that's just not true and uh, i was saying i i said it might be true for you but not everyone is you and he got mad at me and was like obviously i'm talking about my dynamic and i was like there's these great words called my me our and we that you could have used and did not use in your Ooh, video she's snarky to describe your dynamic that's why we like well her. because it, he left a comment telling my dominant that they needed to get me under control oh. And I was like, you did not just say that. What the fuck? So, <laughs> hold on. I want to go back to something really quick that you mentioned. And I don't really no. want to get too deep into this, but it is something else that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't want to mm -hmm. spend a whole lot of time on it. Listen. We've listen, been warned. Listen carefully. Okay. okay? All y'all. Okay. Um, the podcast Dom has spoken. The, I put my foot down which was my hand Submitting at that. On my I put knees. my foot down, but it won't reach. Go ahead. Well, okay. Um, gendered language ah. is another yes. thing that I think has taken a very dramatic change since the rise of TikTok and the internet and mm -hmm. being more um, with, I'm going to just say Lulu's generation and the rise of that. Mm -hmm. JB, any comments on that one? Mm -hmm. Um. It, it has been something that I have for myself been working on to embrace. And thankfully, I have Kayla that helps me, reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have found, though, 
Um, a lot of people in my generation, um, they grouse and complain about it. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's embarrassing <laughs> when they do that. And I, I think it's, it's great that people are able to embrace who they are. So, but it's not something that you ever really thought about until probably really recently, correct? Until several years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been following yeah. you guys for quite a while, and I have seen the mm -hmm. change. Because I, I remember yeah. when you used to um, not only just stick to the he and she versus they, but it was a mm -hmm. lot of male dom, female submissive. And right. I have mm -hmm. seen the progression. Uh, and that's something that I'm very well aware of. And as I tell people all the time, I am, all right, let me see if I can get my age right this right. time. I am 57 years old. <laughs> and if I can fucking do it, I don't want to hear no shit excuses from anybody else. Mm -hmm. Well, right. so we got I mean, called out on it in the very beginning of the podcast. Well, we got called out in fairness that we, while they admitted we were trying, they said we weren't doing enough. And... Mm. You know, I am all for if if we should be doing more, I want to know. And it's it's an evolution, right? I certainly wasn't, mm -hmm. it, it's, yes. you know, as, as JB just said, it's not natural for us. It's not how we, we grew up. There was males and females. That was it. Right. Nobody fell into it. I mean, we had, and, and even then we had our one tennis player, Renee Richards, I think is the name, um, who came out as trans. Right. So we were mm -hmm. still, though, but that was still somebody who said, look, I, I may be in a male body, but I identify as female. So we're still only down to two genders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will admit, yeah. I the, the trans part, I got that. That's I got down. But the, the non-binary, I still struggle with. For example, mm -hmm. Lulu's mm -hmm. dominant identifies as non-binary, but they are very mm -hmm. male presenting. So when I see them mask presenting, but yes, I'm sorry, what mask presenting? Sorry. Mask presenting. I'm still learning. Exactly the point, though. And that's the thing is, like, I will say I have seen some people from my generation be very harsh and not understanding because they were like, well, I learned. I can do it. Why can't you do it? And I personally don't agree with that because I understand that learning takes time. And this is a, a learned thing. It is a nuanced thing where I tend to get more kind of defensive and standoffish is because I, I always try to come from a place of learning and I always try to come from a place of education and understanding. And like if I bring up gendered language, I don't expect people to instantly change and get it and be perfect every single time from there on out. You know, like we are humans, we are fallible. But what gets me is where people are like, no, this isn't a problem mm -hmm. because it's no one's told me it's a problem. And I'm like, well, I, I'm telling you that it is yeah, a problem. It comes down to intention. And the reason like, are they trying? Well, because the thing is, right. It, the thing is how I feel about gendered language that I, I think I've had older people roll their eyes at me for bringing it up. But here's the thing is that I think getting rid of gendered language, specifically when talking about dominance, submissives, tops, bottoms, any of it is that replacing he and she with they includes everyone. Whereas if you are told about gendered language, 
And then you continue to purposefully use he, him for dominance and like she, her for submissives and like tops, bottoms, etc. You are making an active choice then to exclude people. And like that's why Rara and I have had lots of conversations about lots of different nuances and like conversations where she's come to me and been like, I don't know if I'm phrasing this right, but I really don't understand why this yeah, is an I've issue. I've had that issue too myself. I've and I respect that. I've tried to. Um, so a coworker of mine is non-binary, but they're very femme presenting. And so mm-hmm. we'll be in a conversation and I, I actually said woman and then I went, oh, shit. I was like, I'm so sorry, dude. And they were like, no, I really, really appreciate that you corrected yourself. I really appreciate that you caught mm-hmm. it right away and I didn't have to continuously right. correct you. So I'm going to bring up one mm-hmm. other thing about that, because Lulu, you're like, this is just like yeah. almost automatic for you. And I'm not trying to be insulting, but it, your brain isn't fully developed yet. That's why I said I don't trust people under 25. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was kind yeah. of joking about that, but you've grown up with more of this. I watch it with, but that's the thing is I really haven't though. Like, like uh, similarly, it has also been newer for me because I didn't even use they, them pronouns because I had no one in my life who used True. them okay. until 2018 or 2019. So it it is newer but for me. But you don't have My to brain undo the 50 plus years of doing it one way like right. JB I, and I have to undo. Oh, right. 30, I don't 30 have years to. of experience with it for me exactly. is enough. I, my, my very first yeah. experience with this, though, and this is what kills me. I had a person yell at me. Yell because yeah. I misgendered them. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. This is my very first. What are you even talking about? And they were like, well, mm-hmm. this is my name. And I, you can't call me anything else. I was like, I was like, all right, slow your roll, pumpkin. <laughs> like, I don't even know what's happening here. And then they yelled at a bunch of other people who knew them previously before the transition. And I'm like, did, um, did you reintroduce yourself at all to these people and give them your new name? No. Then how the fuck are they supposed to know? Well, for me, the thing is, is I'm a very visual person. We've discussed this in many episodes. And when I look at you and how you look to me based upon, you know, all the assumptions I have all these years, it's I I just automatically like start to do a gender. So I've really, really had to make an effort to undo that. Mm -hmm. And I love that at some of the conventions we've done on the name tags, the gender is now the preferred oh yeah sorry no, that's helpful see this yeah. is something else i've learned not to say preferred mm-hmm. pronouns their pronouns mm-hmm. it's their, their pronouns, pronouns are listed on there see that see i first learned but to say preferred preferred pro- well but that's what i'm saying is so now it's evolved mm-hmm. so it started as preferred pronouns now it's just pronouns i still have to make a very conscious effort to look for those pronouns. Well, somebody made a really interesting point mm-hmm. about that and i realized that we're going way off on this one way more than i wanted to but um, when I'm just going to use gendered language for this one, because it's helpful in this case, when mm-hmm. a woman gets married and changes her name to the new name, or it's not mm-hmm. legally changed yet, but they want to be called by their husband's name. Um, we have no problem with that. We have do no we? problem with that. And, but they're like, no, my name is this. It's just not legally this. I identify as this name. Because of this happening, this ceremony, this whatever that I did, mm-hmm. and I am now this person. 
nobody has a problem with that and they will instantly say that name. Mm-hmm. Well, even like, for example, um, Lulu's my scene name, but like my government name is a full name that I was given to have a nickname. And every classroom that I've ever been in, when they do roll call on the first day, they ask if I want to be called by that. And I'm like, oh, actually, I go by this nickname. And I've always gone by that nickname. And they have no problem calling me that. You know, it. and I think that's just another point where, like, now if people say they want to go by a different name that's might be different than what you perceive them as, that's an issue. Well, like, my you mother uh, goes by her middle name. Yeah, I think it's a matter of right. acceptance. And since we kinksters like to pride ourselves mm-hmm. on accepting, we should be better at it. Yeah. All right, I'm going yeah. I'm going to right. move yeah. us along here to the next question. As we get older, next our question. body changes. <laughs> Not always for the good. For example, I know I know JB you've been dealing with back issues. Yes. Um so how have you had to adjust your kink? Based upon the fact um, that our bodies no longer do what they used to be able to do. Yeah, and and I, I'm kind of go, going to go back to something that you said a little bit earlier, because it's the same for me. Um, the mind is still willing, <laughs> but the body is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I have been dealing with um, chronic back pain. And it has been a big adjustment for me because I have been trying to find my new normal of what I can and cannot do. Um, now, I, I will say in that, um, you know, I've found I have been leaning on the power exchange side of our relationship more. We mm-hmm. have been getting back into into play, which has been nice. Um, and, and even with Kayla, you know, she, she's at a point, you know, she cannot kneel a certain way or for as long as she used to. (laughs) So, so we have to find alternatives for her as well. So, you know, it, it's a work in progress. Um, I, I'm just going to go probably about four or five years ago. I was, I was at the dungeon and this couple walks in and they were probably, late 60s early 70s i love seeing that and 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 he brought his partner to the spanking bench and they leaned over the bench and he pulled out a flogger and there there was no showmanship there there was no flair to this just started gently flogging and this went on for like 45 minutes and i was just like Wow, I want to be there. <laughs> Hashtag <I'm>, goals, right? <laughs> this yeah. is what I want to be when yes. I grow up. <laughs> yep. You know, there, like I said, there was nothing, no flair about it. It was just like a, a real gentle, easy flogging. His partner was, was just on the bench in heaven. He was just, you know, keeping the rhythm. And, and it was wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to get there. I want to, I want to be at that point. Mm. You know, so it, it's been an adjustment. I've been been figuring things out, what works, what doesn't work anymore. Um, you know, no, I, I cannot throw a flogger quite as fast as I used to. Um, but I'm finding that with the things I do, I enjoy more. There, There's more of a, a slowness, more of an inti- intimacy to it. Yeah. Um, so. For me, it's mostly affected me from rope 
from ropes standpoint. Impact wise, I can, I'm still good. I can still do whatever I need to do. Um, but from a rope standpoint, uh, doing rope suspension, the body doesn't fold like it used to. I can't get into the same, <laughs> even in just the eight years, like I cannot bend and get into positions that I used to be able to get into. And it's been frustrating and freeing all at the same time because it forces you to be creative. It forces you to start mm -hmm. thinking differently and I'm maybe able to find things that I might not have otherwise found because I was content and happy with how I used to do it. So being able to now try something different because I'm forced to yes. isn't always a horrible thing. Well, mm -hmm. I've had arthritis mm -hmm. in my knees since I was probably in my early 30s. And it's because that long ago. Listen, <laughs> is when you have this level of pain all the time, it feels like for goddamn ever. All right. And it's because of my big yes. girl job. It's I'm on my feet a lot. It hurts. And so we um I learned that I can't kneel. I if I do, it has to be on a pillow, and even then it fucking hurts. So I had to learn what did Gothic Metalhead call them? Adaptive. Adaptive poses. poses yeah. Uh, like tucking my legs kind of underneath and sideways and sort of hipping it, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but that shit is complicated when you can't just do what you used to do. It's it. I will tell you that is I don't mind being older from a mental standpoint because I, I like who I've become. I like the fact that I don't have any more fucks to give and do what I want. <laughs> I, I like the fact that I've I know me. Now, like, right, I, I've grown, I've mm -hmm. learned, I've evolved. I know who the fuck mm -hmm. I am. And and all of that is wonderful. But, you know, sometimes it does get a little frustrating. It's like, body, why can't you do what you used to do? Please, please fold <laughs> like pretzel. You know, right, like I like to, I sit on the floor a lot, as I joke, crisscross applesauce, usually because so, my feet dangle if I sit on a chair. My feet you do not. You sit on the chair crisscross yeah, applesauce. Because my feet dangle. <laughs> Lulu like, understands. I know. <laughs> right? And I'm and tell literally, I have one foot dangling Thank and you. the other it's foot It's exactly how under, I'm like, sitting right now, too. <laughs> I'm sitting cross-legged like a normal I'm person. Like, Look, this is my foot. No, I'm sitting with one leg. I always do the exact same thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's, ooh, that's a cross shot. That, <laughs> that's how I'm sitting. But as I tell people, sitting down on the floor is easy. It's the getting up that's getting slower. <laughs> Oh my God, if I get on the floor, I have to tell people, you're going to help me back up, right? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in that zone. Like, your body starts falling apart at 30. What can I say? Maybe for you. No, for normal human well, beings. This you're is just such weird. a relatable I'm not normal. conversation. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> not normal. Back me up here, peeps. Rara's not normal. <laughs> I'm okay. I do agree with that. And I embrace that. See, that's part of not having the fucks to give. Like, if you had told me, 15 years ago that I'm not normal, I would have been offended. Now I'm like, yes, job well oh, done. See, I've always, I've been a theater kid. I'm like, I never wanted to be normal. That's like the oh. least thing I've wanted to be. And what would come as a surprise to nobody, I was a cheerleader and. <laughs> I'm not sure if this will surprise anybody either. I was goth. Yeah, not a surprise. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> JB, do you know what that is? <laughs> oh! Oh, ouch. Oh. 
Uh-oh. And I thought I was the one making <laughs> Hey, boomers and millennials are natural enemies. I just happen to like JB. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Yeah, but needless to say, um, no, I my body has not changed much in three. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go with JB was a hippie. I was a stoner. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a prepster because that was, that was back in the days. I was prepping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was definitely mm -hmm. not. I avoided all that like the plague. No. But I was also a theater kid. <laughs> I was not. Listen, yeah. I am the I am the token non-nerd in the kink world. I think that's so funny because you are so dramatic. Me? Like, <laughs> me. You would, that, uh, yes. That's Sarah. the princess. Like, no, see, that's the princess. You would fit in with theater goods so well. Well, okay. <laughs> in fairness, I fit in with everybody. Like I was part of the preppy crowd, but I had friends in all of the click groups except the stoners. Sorry, JB. <laughs> That's okay. They wouldn't have You're making up for it now. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a rule follower. Like I was a good girl back then, and like I am from the just say no generation. <laughs> just say no to drugs, kids, and don't have marijuana because that's a gateway drug. So, like I, <laughs> right? Jamie's laughing. He knows what I'm talking about. Thank, thank you, Nancy Reagan. Just say no. I know yes. that one. You know that who Nancy Reagan is? Elementary school. Yeah. I'm so glad you even know who she is. Are you serious? Reagan was president when I was a baby. He got shot when I was in 10th grade. Oh, I, I remember even, exactly where I, I was. I didn't even know he got shot until like oh, the 90s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at JB's face. So embarrassingly, I found out that Reagan got shot on Tuesday. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did she like Tuesday like like a couple days ago? Tuesday? I, like a couple days ago, like last week. I did not know that that happened. Rara, you okay. have a new person to I make know. fun of. Okay, you don't know about the curse of being elected in a year that ends in a zero? What? Every no. president that was elected in the, in a year that ends in a zero was assassinated until Reagan. And the only reason Reagan wasn't wasn't killed was because of modern medicine and they actually had his Wait. all the information and his blood type mm -hmm. in every at, at a hospital in every city he would appear in. I'm gonna need some proof of that. Um not every president has go, been assassinated. Do you mean like assassination? No, assassinated. Like it's that is not correct. <laughs> that can't possibly be true. That is not correct. <laughs> Reagan broke the curse. No. All right, look, I'm going to get some history people. Reagan no. broke the curse. No, no, I'm telling there you. There is no way every no. single president that ended in a zero has been no, assassinated. Like, elected. That is You're elected in a zero. Ele uh, right. Was I don't think we've had that many presidential assassinations. Like or maybe it wasn't. Like no, there's been a lot more than you realize. Right. Go what? look it up. Go it up. Reagan broke the curse. I'm going to look anyway. it up right now. Okay, we'll do that later. We're talking about kink what? now, not not right. presidential no, assassination history. Bring something like that up and then not expect <laughs> me to go research it. Watch in me. Your inbox saying, I told you so. <laughs> Watch me. All right, would you like to ask, some, ask the next kink question? What? We have another kink question. You're the one you wrote. Oh, yes. See, she's, all, she's almost 40 and she's forgetting things. I've been forgetting shit since I was 10. I know, it's getting worse. <laughs> Closer to get to 40, the worst is that's, getting. That's ADHD brain. That's okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So again, based on something Lulu said, I came up with another question. So she's looking it up. Look at her. 
She's looking it up. I, I am. Okay. I'm going to be the fourth one answering the question. Ask your question. All right. So you said something about the values. So the things are, not, are based on values, not age. But in my experience, the values are based on age. And for the most part, based on the generation. So what I wanted to do was bring up the thing that set all of this in motion. Rara's yeah. um, consent issue. Here we go. Curse of Tim. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? You said that you were talking about kink. You can't do that. Because I hate being wrong. You know I hate but being you're wrong. wrong. Sorry. Okay. I'm gonna just send you I'm gonna send you all this link. <laughs> now answer the <laughs> fucking Sorry. question. All right, tell your tell your consent story. Oh me? Oh, yes! Oh, you. Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking it up while you it answer the question. Curse Jesus of Tippy Canoe. I can send you the link. Because you know me, I'm competitive. Me. I hate being wrong. If you shut the fuck up and actually tell this story, I, I will slap you. Oh, you promise? Yes. Okay, so here we go. Here's the story. <laughs> um, I know how to work her. Did you guys see that? <laughs> um, so I was doing an impact scene with somebody. <laughs> And we had negotiated what we were going to do during the impact scene as far as the implements. But we left it at that. And then he, he, he ended up during the middle of the scene or the end of the scene. And he came, he went and grabbed his Hitachi and came back to me. And I said, no. And he said, okay. And we left it at that. I was a little taken aback, but I wasn't calling it a consent violation. Had we discussed a Hitachi? Absolutely not. But that meant we hadn't discussed it. Nobody said yes. Nobody said no. It just wasn't discussed. I had made the assumption if we haven't, if I haven't discussed it and told you yes, the answer is no. He made the assumption mm -hmm. you didn't say no. So it must be a yes. Mm -hmm. Now, I looked at that as just really bad negotiating on both of our parts and us making mm -hmm. some assumptions we shouldn't have made and some miscommunication. And I took equal blame. I didn't put it that it was a consent violation on his part. I took equal blame. I didn't do a good job negotiating and took it at that. When I first told the story, Dara was like, oh, my God, consent violation, consent violation. I freaked out. So I am. Just, so I guess I'm curious, based upon our different generations. Mm -hmm. How do you guys perceive that? And that's not the only discussion yelly type of discussion that we've had on this issue. There's been other ones where Rara's like, no, it's just a lack of communication. And I'm screaming, no, it's a consent violation. All right, so we'll, we'll start with, since we're going top down, we'll start with JB. We're going to skip well, we our generation. No, yours in my opinion. Right, so we're going to skip and start with JB. All right. The way I see it, that that is a violation. Um, in the middle of a scene that you have negotiated, regardless of whether it was good or, or poor, as you, you say it, you know, you, you don't introduce different things other than what you negotiated. Okay. I even with Kayla, as, as much as I mean, we've been together now, what, almost 10 years, maybe more, you know, and there are times when when we are doing a scene and she were like, you know, give me more, give me this, give me that. And and I won't do it. it it's not something we discussed. It's it's not. You know, later on, we may talk about it and say, OK, you, you know, you said you wanted this. Well, how do you feel about that? Is that something you want to introduce into our play and and push it? You know, so, yeah, I, I do kind of see that as, as a bit of a violation. 
But would you, would this be somebody I, that you would now do a writing on Fat Life as as many do, saying my consent was violated. This person is a consent violator. No. See, even I wouldn't go that far. No. Here's the thing. I think there's nuance in the conversation, and I think this might be controversial, but I think at some point in every person's journey, you will violate someone's consent in some way, shape, or form because it is impossible to know everything, and it is impossible to negotiate everything every time. I, and I think part of this comes in, like, how we negotiate. So, like, for example... I had a scene where I had negotiated that toys and objects could go inside me, but like the physical lower body part of the person I was playing with could not. So the thing that ended up going inside me was these like weighted balls, which I didn't even know. Like, I had heard of them, but, like, when it happened, I couldn't figure out what was inside me. And I was like, what is that? But, like, I had agreed to that. Not explicitly, but, like, I had. You know, because that was something that, like, we negotiated. I wouldn't say that was a violation of my consent. And so I I think it's possible for that to be a consent violation. And I think it's possible for consent to be violated without someone being a predator. You know, and I, I think it comes down to whether or not it was a mistake that happened and like whether or not personally, I think how they handle the situation after finding out it was a consent violation or after finding out that it was not OK, that says a lot for me. And I think that comes more to who I am as a person than like my generation, because I've also had my consent violated um, by someone who I had said something was explicitly off the table, like explicitly X, Y, and Z, you cannot do, don't try to do. And they tried to coerce me into doing yeah. it multiple See, to times. me, that's different because yeah. that, that was intentional. They knew it wasn't okay and they and did that, it anyway. Exactly is different. And, and that I think is where I have my own personal line because not only was that intentional, they had messaged me that it was intentional. They had talked to me afterwards because like I reached out to them because in the moment I have a natural fawn response and I just kind of freeze and get confused, especially when I'm in a submissive headspace. So I messaged them after and I was like, hey, I think that wasn't really OK because you tried. If, like, I appreciate that you were asking to do this. But because you were continually asking to do something that was explicitly off the table, you know, because you had put me in this position where, like, I was beneath you, where I am a foot smaller than you, I was then put in this position. And so I think those are different mm -hmm. things. I think in both of our circumstances, they were consent violations, but they are not at all at the same level. Yeah. And for those who maybe came into the podcast after that episode... I will follow up with the fact that he reached out to me the next day, apologized. Mm -hmm. We discussed what happened and where it went wrong mm -hmm. and how yeah. we can fix that and how he can make sure that never happens to him again. Which is so, why he right. may have been right. a consent yeah. violator, well, but it doesn't make him a predator. Right. There's a huge difference I understand, between but those here's two the, words. Yeah. Here's the problem. At well, least in my experience, 
is the fact that I have found the words consent violator get thrown out a lot. And mm-hmm. people automatically, when they hear consent violator, they go straight to the predator. They forget that it is nuanced. They right. forget that it's a spectrum and there's different levels. So I am super hesitant to ever use the terminology consent violator because I don't want this, per- for yeah. instance, this person mm-hmm. to be painted with the same brush that the person who did what they did to Lulu is painted with. Okay, so technically I would right. be a consent violator because I hugged someone last night who I did right. not ask permission to do so. And I immediately went, oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I probably should have asked first. And she was like, no, 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 it's fine. But I didn't ask. Yeah. So, but my thing has always been, and this is where Rara and I were having the debate, unless it is explicitly said yes, it is a no. And Rara, well, we, the, yeah. we don't have a debate. I have always said that that is best practices. No ifs, ands, or buts. That is mm-hmm. best practices, and that's what I teach in my consent class. I think where the difference is is our level of upset when best practices isn't what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because I think for again, me, it would depend on again, who it is. That's but that's also a generational thing, right? I, I, to me, this is why it is. I grew up where sexual harassment, while it was happening, we looked at it very differently. I had a boss when I was all of 22 and I was wearing a button down shirt and he looked at me and he said, you left that top button undone for me, didn't you? Okay. Now I looked at him and went, right, because you're certainly the first thing I'm thinking about when I get dressed in the morning. And that's how it got handled. Now, had it happened today with a different generation, their asses would be marching into HR complaining. That's not what we did back yeah. then. This would have no. been 1984, 1980. No, sorry. It would have been about 88, 89 is when that happened. We didn't march our asses into HR. We handled it in-house with well, sarcasm or whatever we needed to do to handle it. But we just handle it differently. And that's what I'm talking about with the generational difference. Because when shit like that happens to me, I just deal with it. Okay, but Lulu, back me up here. Are you going to go to HR after one incident? No. Well, mm, it depends. It depends on the incident. And I think in circumstances like that, I'd probably tell coworkers and I'd probably tell like someone in authority, but I might not march so to like HR. So like a supervisory, directly supervisory position as opposed to HR. So that's what I did. My, right. uh, my one two three levels above me boss kind of like Mm -hmm. i agreed to you know head up something and he was very very grateful that i was doing it and he came over and like kind of you know squeezed my shoulder a little bit and it was like oh thank you so much that's great and i was like get your hands off me ow (laughs) and i kind of went like this like get off i didn't Mm -hmm. actually say it but because i have confrontation issues but i went like Mm -hmm. that and then the person directly above me was right there. And I kind of made a face at her like, what the fuck is he doing? And she goes like, it makes a face back at me like, ew, like that. But it didn't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. He has since done it one other time. And I'm just like, no, as a thank you for doing this. Cause I finished whatever project. And then, mm-hmm. but that time again, I kind of went and leaned over, but I'm not verbally saying, get the fuck away mm-hmm. from me. I'm physically saying, get the fuck away yeah. from me. Mm-hmm. If this man does it again, I swear to God. I swear to God. Yeah. At that point, I might be actually saying something. 
I'm going to get some cojones and I'm actually going to say something. You have cojones. You don't need I, to get any. Not against him for some reason. <laughs> I lose my cojones. <laughs> oh, no. You need to find your cojones. <laughs> Where did they go? Which way did they go? Which way did my they go? Away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's something where looking back on things and talking about like active and passive consent. That's the first thing I bring up in any negotiation. I say I prefer active consent when playing with um, new people, which means like you have to ask for something and don't do anything that you don't ask for. Whereas like my partner knows what I like, knows my limits, knows where the lines are. So I'm more comfortable doing passive consent where it's like they can do what they want until I say no. Not everything but like within our limits and stuff that we've already negotiated in our dynamic yeah the line that i now include anytime i negotiate with somebody new is if i haven't said yes the answer is no Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 that one line just covers anything i might have forgot to talk about during negotiations Mm -hmm. which then this leads into a a very interesting thing let's talk about hugging because Because it has been a definite learning curve for me to ask if I can hug somebody. Okay, but is that an, that, is that a generational thing or is that a you're a fucking extrovert thing? Yes. The fact that I, the fact that I want to hug everybody is an extrovert thing. The asking mm-hmm. is, is a generational thing. Because again, we talked about this, right? I grew mm-hmm. up with the generation. It was sort of just expected you were going to hug. Nobody asked That's permission. Right. You just hugged. And your kids were told. Or like I was told. There's your great aunt Bertha that you haven't seen in 25 years, but go hug her. I I actually remember doing that at Christmas (laughs) when I was a kid. I just was hugging everybody and I got to this one person. I was like, I don't know who this is. I hugged them anyway. Right. So, but not, but here's the newest thing. So, right. So I started off having. Yeah, I'm Portuguese. (laughs) We multiply like rabbits. I started to learn to ask about hugging, right? To ask if I can hug. I've also since learned, talking about constant evolution. I usually would ask, can I hug you by holding my arms out? <laughs> like, can I hug mm-hmm. you? And I've been told that even yeah. that's not enough because if my arms are out already to give a hug, that might make people feel obligated. Feel pressure. pressure. Yeah. So I have to keep my arms by my side when I ask, can I hug? And it still, mm-hmm. it feels awkward to me, right? Like, it just feels awkward. Mm-hmm. And I, I joke always, I've never been turned down. Anytime I ask, can I hug you? I've never mm-hmm. been turned down. And somebody put it into my head that, well, maybe people felt they had to as the, as the, as the munch host, as a person in my community who's in a position of power. Maybe they feel they had to. And that kind of made me stop and go, wow, like how do I balance the, the fact that A, I'm an extrovert, B, touch is my, one of my love languages, and mm-hmm. going against then trying to ask consent but never push it that anybody would feel obligated that seems rough thank you thank mm-hmm. you for acknowledging yeah. that i appreciate I know, I, that i actually understand that <laughs> internal struggle i'm like i'm actually that seems really hard i know so so jb you've got the added problem of being a man <laughs> yeah. oh dude yeah that right free I, I i'm a five foot nothing female i'm i'm physically not threatening <laughs> i i have gotten to the point i mean yeah, when I when I was younger, like you, I was parents. You know, no, you go hug everybody. You know, and 
I I have kind of gotten to the point if it if it comes to it, I do ask. Um, more times than not, I will wait until somebody asks if they can hug me. Mm-hmm. Um, several reasons for that. Um, one, as you say, because I, I am a man. And two, because I perceive, you know, because of what I do between the podcast, between our YouTube channel, um, people know who I am. And I can't help but feel that that creates a certain power imbalance in and of itself. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, me too. My, my love language is personal is, is, is touch. I, I'm a hugger. I love it. I love to give hugs, love to get hugs, but I will let people approach me on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in my, I, I think I'm in a similar boat as Rara where like being a short femme presenting person and also being like strictly submissive, no one sees me as a threat, and like rightfully so. I can't. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Do see, anything. they make a mistake you with know, me. They should so, perceive me as a threat. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say for me personally, because <laughs> it's like I very much am perfect huggable height. I'm like right at everyone's boobs, no matter how tall oh, they good are, for you. and like everyone. Oh, it's such a great time. And <laughs> but wait, did their boobs consent and, to your face being at that height? Well, that's what I'm saying is that it's like a lot of people will engage in hugs with me. And like, I also am on the end of I was raised where I was told to hug all my family members, even if I didn't really want to. And I'm stopping that with me. <laughs> if I have any kids, like I'm going to teach them that like they can say no, thank you. Like, I don't want to hug you right now. And I'm going to have a conversation with my family members that if my child does say no, thank you, it's not personal. It's their boundaries. And you are going to respect them because and I think that should start young with family members, because I've found that the damage that that caused is that now in my relationships and now in kind of more sexual encounters and more physical touch encounters. Sometimes I will go with things that I'm not always okay with because I'm like, well, I don't want them to be mad mm-hmm. at me. I don't want them to not like me. I They clearly want this and like I like them, but I don't know if I'm okay with this. And in that feeling of like questioning things, I think if I was taught from a younger age that like saying no is okay and not only taught that because I was taught that, but like explicitly getting to practice that. I think would have helped me to where I am now. Shouldn't, I don't know, it's none of my business, but one thing that I have noticed is on the other side of that coin, like not only should people Mm -hmm. be teaching and learning from a young age, you can say no, you can set boundaries. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, hair, Mm -hmm. touching your hair, no, please don't do that. I don't want you Mm -hmm. to touch your hair. Miss Rachel has. Right. I, Do you know I who Miss Rachel I, is on TikTok? I think I used hair specifically because of that. Well, my daughter did that. My daughter's had hair down to her butt. And I remember in kindergarten, it was, she was like, everybody wants to touch my hair. You know, anybody who was standing behind her would want to touch her hair. And I was like, 
You tell them, no, they're not allowed to touch your hair. Well, also people of color have that issue because yes. of pr certain protective mm -hmm. styles. They look great. And I, you know, I was yeah. that kid. I wanted to touch it. Oh, my God, this is so cool. But like on the other side of that coin, mm -hmm. just because they say please half a dozen times after you've said no, doesn't mean you have to say yes. Yeah. And I deal with that right. pretty regularly of can I do this? No. Can I do this? No. Why not? Because I said no. That's it. Yeah. Well, can I can I do it anyway? No. Yeah. Shut the F up. I, I said no. There is nothing yeah. in this world that is going to piss me off more than I said no and end you of, keep asking. And end of story. That's my first keep marriage. Asking. Uh, he yes. thought, he, he yeah. thought he'd and keep I asking you would wear me down. Unfortunately, me too. <laughs> I've seen a growth in this coming from like the incel movement, but I also think it comes from like a lot of misogyny where people feel entitled to other people's bodies. And so I, I think we do need to have more of a discussion. And for those who are having kids, you do need to teach your kids that someone telling you no means no the first time. And it is okay to not get everything that you want. You know, like, I, because I think that is what leads to a lot of these coercive situations because they're like, well, she said yes. And it's like, yeah, after you asked me 20 times to get you to mm -hmm. stop. Right. And I don't care if it's something as simple as can I have no. an apple? If I said no, that's it. Yeah. Because that is like a exactly. gateway to other. I said no. I said no. Well, and I think it's because of this cat and mouse game that people are raised with where it's like, oh, they're just playing hard to get. Like, it's just a game. They don't really mean no. And it's like, no, I, I do mean no. That's why that's why I said no. Actually, that's exactly why I said that. But then I also say that, and then in scenes, sometimes I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You know what? You, <laughs> you know, so it's like <laughs> tone and context definitely matters. But I, I think, especially if someone's newer to you, like, and, and but that's take why the we use okay. certain words, and that's why we negotiate so that you can, during a scene, go, ha, 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 no. No, I don't want you to do that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, actually do that. Please do that. I know. It's a, all right. So we've, yeah. we've been going this for a while. And as much as I could, we could talk about this all day. And this has been really fun. Uh, it's going to be a very long episode. No, it's only an hour is, and a half. It's, you know. It's not it's, our longest yet. It's not our longest. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's not. It's, it hasn't hit like two, three right. parter okay. yet. Okay. Well, but I have one more question. Oh, dear sweet Jesus. I thought that was the ending. No, oh. I got one more question. Okay. This is going to be a fun one based upon oh, all of our okay. ages. Here we go. Ready? Where do Ooh. you see yourself in the kink world in five to ten years? Oh. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh. Dead? <laughs> Maybe you, honey. <laughs> right? All right, JB. Uh, propped up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a weekend at Bernie's morning. <laughs> okay, I love that you know that hey, reference. Hey, I knew that one. Alright. I, I definitely have not not actually seen that movie and only got it from references of other things referencing it. But you know, hey, it's I watched it. Okay, good for you. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got Raras. Oh yeah. Rara is going to be maybe not in five to ten years, but you know, soon after. She is going to be walking into the dungeon with her pink walker that's bedazzled. Going to be Don't forget, to be I, was okay. being, I was literally opening my opening my mouth to say bedazzled with pink bike ribbons coming off of it. Yes, and and pink tennis. And balls. I have visions of some of the uh, of the, the youngsters because <laughs> I'll be old enough to refer to them as youngsters. Going, 
Oh my God, who is that old lady? Well, you realize that's going to be alphas. I know. Who's that old lady over there? And someone's going to go, oh, no, no, no. That, that, my friends, is Princess Rara, and she is a legend, and you will respect her. <laughs> that, that's my goal in life. I'm, I'm going to keep doing I'm triple digiting. I'm getting to 100. And I'm going to be somewhere in the corner, and Rara's going to fall over from excitement, and her heart's going to give out, and I'll just be like, clear! <laughs> and zap her in the ass, oh my God. and she'll just get back okay. up. Because we, we did that in a scene. We did that in an, in an electro impact scene. I was laying down and, and somebody was pretending that they were doing that on me. They're going yeah, they were clear and then two-handed slap on my ass. So my ass came to life afterward. That's exactly gave, what gave, I'm talking gave about. Gave it my very sad, flat, white girl ass twerking. <laughs> All right. So for serious answer, where do you now, actually serious, see yourself? Serious, I still plan on doing this. I have no intention. And if, if the body gives out sooner... I'll I'll find something to do. She's gonna still be well, teaching classes. I mean, I already do needles and sutures, so I'll just keep that medical thing going. <laughs> yeah, it'll go from a pink bedazzled walker to a pink bedazzled yeah. wheelchair real fast. Hey, as long as, as, long as there's pink and glitter, the, I'll be the happy. The back of the chair is gonna have a giant pink crown on it. <laughs> uh huh. Fine. It'll I love be it. Fine. It'll be good. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I'm. Well, I guess I'll still be doing the podcast because Rara's not going to let me go. And I'm outliving her. Just so you know, I oh, will yeah. be outliving That's her. That's not a question. <laughs> that has never been questioned. I will be dead before that. Um, let's see. I don't even know because I'm tired. I'm old. You'll just be more tired. You'll be tired. I'll just be tired or wrist. <laughs> tired or <laughs> tired or wrist. <laughs> I'll be more tired or than Rara. -ra. <laughs> well, you already are. I already am, so it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yours may be the easiest to answer. I don't know. It's such a hard question, <laughs> and the reason it's such a hard question is because. If you asked me this question three years ago when I started, I'd be like, well, I probably want to dom and like I'd probably want to do scenes. And I've gotten to a point in my journey where I'm really comfortable. I, I have my dom. I have good friends who are literal professionals willing to play with me, who want to play with me, who I've had an amazing time with. And so it's like in five to ten years that like I can't even comprehend how much will change in that time because also like ten years ago I was a child, you know. <laughs> it's hey, like, ten years from now you're gonna be I in your thirties and you're gonna have to do adaptive poses to fix whatever bodily I issues. Know. Lou's the same well, age as my middle well, child. So here's here's the thing: is that it's like when I think about where I want to be. I have no doubt that I'm going to hit those goals sooner rather than on the later end of five to ten years. And where I want to be as of right now in my journey, I am a masochist that, like, hates pain. So I would love to, like, boost my masochism levels of, like, pain that I can take. Because I am literally such a bitch baby about it. Like, I will whine and cry and stall and keep talking just to get things to, like, pause for That's a little different. bit. <laughs> and then at the end, like, literally in a scene, I'm like, no, 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 please, please, please remember how much you love me. Remember remember how cute I am and how cute I was, like, ten minutes ago. Can we See, that's what I say to get them to hit harder. And, and <laughs> Well, no, that's what I say to stall. And then they keep going. And I'm like, oh. 
fuck, this sucks. And then at the end of the scene, they're like, How, how'd you feel? I'm like, that was the best time of my life. I had such a good time. <laughs> that was so fun. And <laughs> so I would love to get to a place where I like, enjoy that pain more okay, in fairness though and as somebody who is an absolute masochist who does some crazy shit it fucking hurts okay but it, it hurts, hurts so, so you enjoy the aftermath I, of it rather than the actual act. yeah yeah during i'm like not i've literally said and i quote i am not having a good time and then after they were like how was it i'm like that was the best time <laughs> oh okay I would love to step into education more. Right now, I do not consider myself an educator. I am just sharing my journey. And if that teaches someone something, cool, awesome, love that. The reason I don't call myself an educator is because I personally view educators in this community very highly. And I think it is a position that has a lot of responsibility that you should take on and that is a responsibility I am not ready to have and so I think in five to ten years when I kind of you know learn how to adult more when my brain's fully <laughs> developed I think I would love to step into Adulting that is overrated because it's like don't as of do right it. now don't adult it's, it sucks. <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> no, I don't here's the thing I don't actually like adulting but I like having money and then I would love to get really to a point in my life where because I have us adults money. have no money right that's a fallacy. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, Monk and I, Monk is my dominant for those who don't know. Um, we've decided that we are going to be dink wax for the near future, which stands for double income, no kids with a cat. What the hell am I? So, dink wog? Yeah. You're dink wads. Yeah. <laughs> You're dink wads. And, and, and JB and I are over here going, we, we have the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have the kids and the fur babies. Yeah. All right. Well, it'll be a surprise. Baby steps. All right. Let's all meet back here in five years and see how we're doing. See I'll be dead. We already established this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then the three of us will meet back here. <laughs> I'll have already drunk yeah. myself into a and coma, then, man. Are you You kidding? just need to bring either Dara's urn or oh, no, like No, 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 no. no. I'm going to be a tree. And you guys can go meet under me as a tree and I'll be oh, like, okay. I'll okay. still be there. We'll there bring we a go. tree. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much. This has been a blast. I love it. I really would like yeah. to meet again in a couple of years and see where we're all out. All right, Lulu, mm -hmm. this time we're going to go with you first. Where can people find you on that thing called the internet? You know, the thing that you're on younger than? the thing called the internet? <laughs> well, I'm younger than Google. Right. I don't know if that counts as the internet. Um, um, I mean, I don't remember 9-11. Oh. But where you can... <laughs> what? <laughs> where you can find me... Um, where I don't typically make people feel older, I try not to, is on TikTok <laughs> at TBH. I'm a baby sub. Um, and then I'm pretty much that same name everywhere. I'm on Instagram if you want to DM me. Um, and then I'm also on FetLife. You cannot friend me, but you can follow me on there. So those are my boundaries. Please there respect them. All right, JB, where can um, people find you? Oh, my gosh. Where can't they <laughs> find me? <laughs> Um, you can find me on Loving BDSM Podcast, Loving BDSM YouTube channel, um, Loving BDSM website. <laughs> and you can also find me on FetLife as Southern Sir. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> and you can find me through Rara. 
pretty much. <laughs> I just send the messages her way. Yep. I'll see, JB, I was really waiting for you to say the handle that Same. Kayla hates. <laughs> the Instagram <laughs> handle that Kayla hates. <laughs> Ooh, listen to that cackle. <laughs> well, if you, if you follow them, you understand that you, you joke. Want, yeah, it's 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 um kind of become a thing. Loving DS one on Instagram. Oh. And uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. This is just like such a surreal moment for me because it's like the first two podcasts that I listened to were Pink Kink and Loving BDSM. <laughs> so like being here, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Well, that's, that's part of your journey now. You can say like, because six months I ago, did you think it. that that, or three right. years ago, did you think that would, you would actually be on these podcasts? <laughs> three years three ago, years absolutely ago. not. I did not think I would be where I was. I have no idea whether or not my account's going to be banned or whether or not I'll grow in followers in five Who years. Who knows if TikTok will be whether around, Whether or not TikTok right? will even okay, exist so in I just need to point out one US. thing before we go. Okay. I had okay. an existential mm-hmm. crisis, kind of like JB's dog earlier. <laughs> yeah. I when now, she said, yeah. But I know now what it feels like to be you, Robert. <laughs> when she said she, she doesn't remember 9-11. <laughs> my brain <laughs> exploded. I remember the aftermath of 9-11. Because I was... In college, because I was in college when yeah, the Challenger it, happened. Oh, exploded. I was like in fifth grade. Um, no, but but nine eleven. It was my first. I was. I had been in college for a week. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. my god. I was a parent to two kids already. Oh my god. I was a baby, probably shitting in my <laughs> pants. <laughs> so, JB, you have to say something gate. now about how young Rara is, and and <laughs> we're, we're, know, we're not that far apart. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least I was alive. There are people in my generation who are fully adults who weren't even alive when yeah. 9-11 happened. Right. It's history I, now. That's crazy to me. Like, I was born in 99, but it's crazy to me that there are people born past 2000 that are, like, adults. And, like, people keep getting born. Isn't that Please weird? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. 2000 I'll, I'll, was I'll, last week. I'll, I'll I'll give you all this. I I watched the moon landing on a small black and white TV. Rara, I well, it happened if believe right in '69. Yeah. So I was a baby. I was only four. There we go. Now we all made each other <laughs> yeah. feel old. There we go. <laughs> and on that note, um, I will put I will put the links for for both JB and Lulu in the show notes, so you can find them there. If you yes. don't already listen to Loving BDSM, shame on you. You should. They're fabulous. They were they were the inspiration for this podcast. Yes. So um, um Rara's inspiration, not mine. My yeah, inspiration no. was okay. Yeah. Her inspiration was I don't want Rara to hurt me, so I'll do this. Yeah. She was literally dragging me around shopping, going, Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do this? I was like, fucking fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was coerced. All right. We'll see you guys all back in three years when we do this again. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> yep. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast 
and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.